Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, guys. What a week. What a week. I feel like I have to reintroduce myself, well, ourselves, to the much larger audience, which we just gained over 500 people <laughs> or more. This is incredible. For those of you who've been with us for the past two years, thank you. And for those of you who just now, for the first time, hearing us or joined the family, maybe I should say make us a part of your family, I want to thank you. I think it's really important that I give you guys a sense of who we are and why we have this channel and why we are fighting for the truth. We started this channel about two years ago. Although around that time, you had Tina and Michelle, who studied all, was doing an incredible job. Terrell, you have special Kate Tots, and many others. Somehow, I felt like I needed to do something. I needed to have my voice out there as well. And I don't even know really why that feeling was coming over me all the time. Because I'm a very, really pretty shy person for someone that will live a public life. And I also had and continue having an awesome career that I enjoy at a very young age. So the question all the time was to me, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to put yourself in social media? You barely speak English as it is. Why? Have you ever heard anything about troll? What they do to people? Why would you want to do that? But there's the little thing that we felt that is in our heart says, if not me, who? And who would I be? Who would I say one day to my kids? What did I do? Where was I when they were trying to crucify one of us? Where were you? What did you do? I didn't have an answer. So there was no choice. 
I know doing this was going to be bigger, bigger than Megan, bigger than Harry. It was about all of us. We were tired. We were exhausted to see many amazing people, whether it's artists, whether it's players, whether it's our own dying on the streets. And it didn't matter what they say about us. It was always okay. It may be in the press for a day or two. It was okay. We always had to be the one who paid the price for everyone's mistake. It was always our fault. And to see this community, two women, started defending someone that they didn't know. What they did know about her, what they did, they did know, is that, you know what, there was an injustice here. It wasn't fair. And I started looked at myself. And I know I had to be a part of this community. It's not for anything else. It's not for money. It's not for fame. It's not even for to be popular or anything like that. Because most of you, well, you know me on the mic. You still don't know exactly who I am. I go by Lady Sussex. And to be here today with you guys. I can tell you are special. We all here feel. I called the show Sussex Service Sunday Church. And not exactly, but you get it. Because I'm a bit nervous doing this right now at the moment. And the reason why, for me, church is about family. is a gathering, right? It's not just being in a building. It's about us. Because we have more in common than we don't. It's about love that we share. It's about caring for one another. And it's also we know we come into a place now we are tired. And I think what we are doing it's what everybody's come before us have done. When we were getting beat up on the plantation fields. When we were being. I probably shouldn't say the word. You know what they used to do to people of color. Where the word picnic come from. 
What did we do? We take it to church. Because we know there is someone higher than us. And one day, we will be free. And we stay at it. And so so that's what we did. There was time that I was tired. I was exhausted. I keep questioning myself, why are you doing this? For many of you who put on this show, you know it's not the easiest thing to do. It's the hardest thing. But I can't stop. And two weeks ago, I sat down with the boys. I said, we really need to take it to church. We need to be in a place where we can do this. But remind ourselves that God is the way to go. We have to put him first. And I think we end the show by asking for guidance. We pray for everyone. And the prayers went up. And the grace come down. And what happened? The angels sing. Mr. Byron, hear of us. I don't know how. And then all of a sudden, it's like our head was turning. Our angel was listening to us. And uh, I could not believe where we find ourselves and the responsibility we now have to all of you because at this moment I know that you know we change forever my insecurities feel like it's washed away everything that I was worried and concerned about felt like it's watching away and I have changed we have changed and we are changing together sorry that I'm getting emotional but this is where we are because of one angel decided to listen to us Mr. Byron from the Royal Sussex
What do we have to say? I'd like to reintroduce you guys. We have George here and Charles. So, hey, hey, how you doing? Charles, what's going on? Nah, doing all right. Pretty heavy intro, very emotional. So, but uh, certainly uh, well meant. Uh, we're all, I think, really super excited about uh, what's happened in the past seven days. So uh, thank you, everyone, for all your support. Yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy, for sure, but in a good way, in the best way. It's, um, it's one of those things you, I think, well, speaking for, for Charles and I, we, we no longer feel just like guests. <clears throat> we are, uh, we are a part of it in a, in a whole new way. And that's not just the past week. That's been a, a, uh, a build. And I think that's even more accelerated with what happened this past week. And I think we both just want to say thank you so much to to Baron and to everyone who's shown such incredible support um and not just for you know subscribing or listening or any of that even though all of that is uh truly incredible to to see that happen but also thank you for being who you are for the inspiration that you give us because I think both of us not neither Charles nor I really had any awareness to be perfectly frank, of the royal family, of the kind of what goes on with royals in, in from from uh, England, none none of that. We didn't. We, that was not something that was a part of our lives. And, and through this uh, show that we've been putting on with the Lady Sussex, uh, it we went from being kind of unaware Americans to interested parties, uh, because on the one hand it is something that just matters. It is bigger than just kind of royal watching. It's not a that not royal watching at all. It's something that's that's much bigger than that. Um, but it's also something that we've been able to have a, a first hand view into the Sussex squad community, who you all are, the type of people that you are, and it is uh nothing short of inspiring to see just the type of people that you are and, and what you care about and how you uplift each other. And so thank you so much for for that too. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to compose myself to get in to actually start with the show, but the emotion is still there. So I apologize about that. Um, okay. So today, <laughs> God, oh my God. Um, I'm so sorry, guys. Today we wanted to take a look at all these headlines, all the boys on the street, and ask ourselves, are we paying close enough attention? You know, we have receipts on everything. Oh, oh yeah, yes, we got we receipts. Do. We got receipts. If there's... <laughs> We are, the, the squad are shot nothing but receipts. <laughs> and, you know, guys, Megan likes to say, make that make sense. And so we are going to keep asking those questions. 
that need to be asked. Hopefully that will lead us to a place that it makes sense, at least to us. Exactly. You know, like, what is guiding the decisions by the royal family for when they speak out versus when they stay silent? Why does the British press focus on the things that they do and push the stories that they push? And how do these, when you're looking at the headlines, how do these seemingly contradictory and inconsistent narratives and events connect, if at all? Hmm. Well, I think for me, I would like to pose my first question. Is the press trying to destroy and dismantle the royal family as we know it and want to pass it on on Meghan and Harry so they can be washed their hands because again if that were to happen, someone must be blamed for it. That is the buzz on the street. And when you looked at what the press is doing and how they're treating mental health issues, which is very close to me, which we will talk about. When you see the lies after lies after lies after lies, we are all could debunk them, we show up with receipts, and they just like go on and on and on. When you see what Jeremy did with no one really, I mean, now there is a sort of, you know, a force outside. But still, how did he get away with that and continue getting away with it? And with the press not really pushing much on what he said. When you looked at Camilla Tomini, which a name that I don't think we ever, I think that's probably the first time we name her here on this show. Day, weeks, months, the constant gaslighting, what appear to be lying, lies after lies, the kind of racism undertone, and now we have Samantha Malko, who is, I don't know why she still have a platform. They're giving her a platform. What is going on? Because it's certainly not working for the people that they say they are defending, which is the royal family. It's making them look bad. And we hear the noise louder and louder outside 
for their demise, and yet they keep at it. So the question is, are we being played as a fool here? Are we being, what I said the last show, we've been punked. We've been punked. We are focused on so many things. And as we should, we've been fighting back as we should. We've been calling them on all the lies as we should. But is there a bigger plan here? Is there something at play? Is there a long-term game here? Is it them that who is trying to destroy the monarchy? But of course, it would be wrong for them to own that. So, who are we going to crucify? Oh, we have a black woman, a biracial woman. Why not throw her as her own word to the roof? I know I, I bushed that word. The wolves. Thank you. Well, they did say, why don't we throw them over the balcony? One of them said that. So, we'll keep doing what we're doing. And then, when it happened, then we'll say, wow, it was because of Spare. It was because of Megan. So, guys... Please help here. Well, I think you're, the, the question is one that makes sense to even just think about, especially in the context of everything that Harry said in, in, in Spare and, and what he's uh, elevated. And even just the, the idea that is so important, I think we should just keep saying it because it needs to main, be, be a part of the conversation of uh, it's, the press is, you expect them to... Um, provided checks and balances on government and, and the powerful, but who's the checks and balance? Who's watching the press? And the the question is, it's something that we think about all the time, especially in American politics, is when you see a story, who was the publisher and what was their motivation uh, that informed the way that they uh, wrote the, the particular news story or opinion piece? Because there's always and understanding that there's going to be a bias in one way or another because they want to achieve something. These are publishers that are not just operating uh, with impartiality. And so if you think about it in that same lens of the British press and what are they trying to achieve, what are they trying to do, what are their end game, then when you look at the facts of what they actually have been doing, the net result of it has been actually quite bad for the royal family. And it is not unreasonable to ask that question. Is that something that they're trying to achieve? To dismantle the royal family? Yeah. What about you, Charles? It's an, it, it is a really interesting question. Um, because it's, uh, it's one when you look at it on the surface that you, you will immediately just kind of discount. Be like, oh, no, there's no way that they could actually be doing that. But when you look at it a little bit deeper... When you consider the repercussions of their actions, when you use history in order to 
try and better understand the results of the things that they've been saying, it becomes much, much harder to dispute. So it is, uh, it is certainly something that should always be in the back of their minds. I think uh, what George has said is certainly something that um, I think everyone should take to heart in terms of what are the real intentions of those publishers? What are they actually trying to do? Who are they trying to motivate and to what end? And I think all of these things that we have to just be much more critical about where we get our information and what is it that we're actually trying to do with it. Um, because uh, it, is, it is certainly fairly evident um, how things have changed. And we, much be much, uh, we have to be much more cautious and deliberate in terms of what it is that we do and also what information we really um, decide to partake in. So to answer your question, I think uh, it is certainly something that is possible. You know, are they trying to dismantle the royal family? I think that it could be. Um, Obviously, know, we have no way of knowing that for sure. But when you looked at everything, perfect example on that is mental health situation, something that's very close to me. For them to to come to that low point and the fact is is that you know what I'm not seeing anyone coming out and fight this and the media that has some kind of credentials. Maybe it is. I don't I have not seen it. If you guys know any, please, you know, sort of feel free to sort of send it uh, um, our way. But as far as I'm concerned is, even if we did have a few, the fact that it's happening and continue happening. Because I'm wondering. When you think about Caroline Flacht. An English person, I believe she's English. One of yours. When you think of the great Alexander McQueen. When you think of Sorry guys. Kid Space. Annabelle Nielsen. Many of you may know her, but many of you may not. Beautiful girl. She used to be a part of a show called The Ladies of London. She was a very good friend of Alexander McQueen. She too gone too soon. Because of mental health issues. A beautiful Kate Spade left her daughter. 
brilliant designer. And our very own Robin Williams. And very recently, Twitch. How could we let these people down? How could we let them down and allow these people to be out there say the thing that they are saying about mental health? What they say about Megan? As though she needed to do it. That was the only way that she was going to prove that she was telling the truth. That's not something that we can let pass by like that. Because before this show ends, it is more likely something like that may be possible to someone that we could not reach early enough. And I hope they get help before they've gone down that route. How could we? Is that where we are now? After all the work we have done to get into a place to be able to speak on mental health issues, trying to recognize it. How could we let anyone with a big platform like that Say the thing that they are saying. Especially people that were close to the royal family. And them didn't say a word. It's certainly not making the royal family look good. In fact, I will argue as vile as they are as human beings, but we will be looking at the royal family much more because they're the one that was not saying anything. You have William's wife, because I would not name her, and I hope I don't name her, because to me, I don't know what she stands for. She's voiceless. And so to actually call her out, and I don't know, and like, I just, I have nothing against her. In fact, I think I was a huge supporter when she first came in the scene. Okay. But to see what they did to her and what she has allowed them to do to her and what she did to Megan, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And for her to be a champion of mental health who have a brother struggle with mental health issues. 
How could she? How could her parents? How could anyone? And her cat allowed that to happen. Especially when it's coming from people that, you know what, who are friends, who are sort of a part of the circle. I don't get it. So now when the street is saying, now, something is wrong here. Something, it smells here. And you know, guys, every time these people come out and they say what they say about mental health, they try to discredit people or try to make people look like they're crazy. Because one of the things that, you know, Megan, that's parallel with Megan and, and, and Diana, with Diana, she was young full of life, full of everything coming into the royal family. And somehow, before she leaves us, the only thing that they were able to have on her, the only real that they could say about her is that she's crazy. And we all know that she wasn't crazy. And with Megan... They're not saying she's crazy. In fact, they say that, you know what? She doesn't have no mental health issues. She doesn't. Because if she did, she would, she, she would have done the, what everyone else before her have done. So therefore, she doesn't. She, they're going to dismiss everything. They can't find anything on her. They try. It's not because of lack of trying. So what did they do now? They find people that who knows her either to say foul things about her or people like her sister using her to dirty her. So, you know, guys, the thing is that um, Diana had in common, I think, with Meghan Markle, is that the two women, when you looked at their life, you have Diana enter the royal family pretty much clean, 19, virgin, barely live life, right? So there's nothing at all that they could have said about her. They could not have put anything bad except saying that she was crazy. So for her not to be believed, she was paranoid. Right? And now you have Megan, who also, for a woman that lives a long life, 36. Diana de was dead by 36. To have a life that clean, it's incredible. 
And so what are they going to do? What do they have to say? Because it's not because of a lack of trying. They try to find anything, anything at all. Nothing stick. And so what are the result of? Oh, we, we have to get her dirty. She cannot be that clean. She's not going to be that clean. Not when after we're done with her. So we're going to get her sister to do the job. And who knows? We'll put on pressure. We'll do everything. And maybe she will leave us still. Because she stole our prince. She's the reason why for Megxit. In fact, they call her Megxit. So, when you look at all these, when you, when, you, when you see what is happening, then you can understand why the street will say what they said. Because it does not make sense that if the royal family, at the end of the day, this is their own. Harry is their own. Whether they like Meghan Markle or not, whether they like her kids, they got that blood. The so-called blue blood, they have it now. And for the rest of their life, whether it's long or short, they are related. And how could you let them do that to your own family? Right in front of us. For all of us to see it. In my opinion, when I think of the role of the media supposed to be playing, or should play is to defend the truth is to always tell the truth tell the news not becoming the news so How could we not ask this question? How could the streets not asking this question? Me personally, I would love to see Mr. Byron do a show on that. Because to me, she, he is a scholar. Yes, I said it. I think Ivy is from Sussex Global UK, Pebbles from Facts and Two Cents. I think Ms. V is. I think Miss, I believe she's Madam Sharon. All these people, what do they have in common? I think they are scholars. And I think they all go into, in the history book, unlike the haters that making money just to hate. 
I don't think history going to remember you. But they certainly will write about the squads. What they have accomplished. What they do. What part they play. And it's not because they call themselves scholar. They didn't give themselves that title. But I'm giving it to them. Because I have a feeling. History will dredge them in a way. That people don't see coming. Because they are extremely smart, extremely intelligent. And by the way, what does it mean to be a scholar? Because for everyone now these days, you hear they are a scholar, whatever that means. Well, I'm giving them that title. So, guys, help here. No, you gotta roll. I don't know. I think think we should let you keep going. <laughs> no, I think I don't it's, think you um, want to do that. It's one of those things where I think um, everyone who is engaged in this subject, regardless of what they believe, which side, for lack of a better uh, phrase, they're on, it's very easy to get caught up in the minutia, to get caught up in the specifics of the headlines and the stories of what's going on in a particular week but to your point it's really important to take a step back and to look at the bigger picture and to ask the questions that should be asked which sometimes we we may forget to ask ourselves but that's hopefully we have people around us that can help us remember remind us to ask them which is why why is this happening what is the reason? Why is the why are the the different actors choosing to act that the way that they do? And whether it's one headline and how it's expressed for for Megan versus for Kate, or if it's the platform that Samantha Markle is being given, whatever those things are. To, to kind of take them up to the abstract, not just as a single instance of a headline, but as a part of a overarching strategy that someone or something may be trying to achieve and to try to understand that. Because then that way, it's, it's, it's easier to fully understand and then actually address it in a way that's meaningful. Because it's... For me, the mental health issues, it's huge. Because as I said before, every time that, you know, they come out and say things that were just completely like, not even bizarre. I don't, I don't have really quite a name for it. But all I could think of is those people's family, whether it's, Caroline Flack, the family and friends of Robin Williams, Thwitch, Kid Spade. I can't, like, it's, it's hard to not thinking of them and to see these people are not taking that kind of responsibility to understand what they are doing. People actually really listen you don't know who's reading this. 
Because if you're looking at all the names that I just call, and the outside looking at and you would have said, Oh my God, you know, these people, they 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 have it together and they're rich, they're famous, and they have all their lives to live and you know, sort of I mean if they need help or any problem, they should be able to just like, call somebody or there's probably million of people at their door at their service to help. And you wonder at times, is it something that, you know, they feel ashamed of? Were they were scared? You have to ask this question. And I think about the family and friends and everyone they left behind and people who love them. And for me, it kills me to see people that I care and I love that, that, that I had opportunity to actually, you know, whether it's it, it to be in the same room with them. Like Alexander McQueen, oh my God. I mean, I don't think you guys understand the brilliance of this man. The loss we have in the fashion industry once we lost Alexander McQueen. The talent. And strangely enough, this is what William's wife wear was a more queen wedding dress. On her special day. Did anybody at the palace think of that? I don't get it. And I'm now going to move into the BBC, Beyonce thing. I don't feel like I want to say anything. I want you guys to say something. Because don't I'm you know peace. all black people look the same. That's clearly what they think. It's obviously what they did. I mean, that is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It is, it is, it's literally, if it wasn't so offensive, it would be laughable. First of all, Viola Davis and Beyonce don't look anything alike. If you put them two side-by-side pictures of just people who you don't even know, if they were just random people and not international superstars, then you'd be like, these people look nothing alike. But she's Beyonce. She's probably one of the most famous people on the planet. And she does look nothing like Viola Davis who is a superstar in her own right. She's an EGOT, for Christ's sake. So the whole thing is just kind of, it's just pathetic, really. And as I said, I mean, if it wasn't just so um, insulting, it would actually be funny. One of the trends that I noticed that are happening is that, you know, the subtly attacking anyone that was attached to Megan and Harry. And I think if you're looking at the um, 
Netflix, Beyonce texts Megan. And I wonder if that was the point here. If this was an attack to... I don't thing, know what I would say. The thing that strikes me about it is, as Charles was saying, there's the, the, the level of offensiveness is not something that can be stated well or fully, honestly. But the other thing that stands out is that this is not some third-rate publisher. This is the BBC they have lots of resources. They have lots of money. They have lots of expertise. They've got a long time, long history of, of doing this type of work. For it to be that blatant of a mistake, for it to be that obvious, that's crazy. And it really makes you ask, how, could that, how can that happen? Is it not deliberate? The casual apology... And it really reminded me of a conversation Byron was having with uh, Miss Lauren um, the other day. Um, I hope you guys go and check her out. And I hope you guys go back and watch that show. And Byron was making a connection about the color purple. It was right after Miss Lauren was talking about the fatigue that we all have. And I would like to guys to hear a piece of that. Yeah. I think that says it all. I don't think I need to add anything else. I would love for you guys to think about what Byron just say and what Miss Lauren have said. The next thing is is Jeremy Clarkson, guys. So what do you guys have to say? Because it seems like there is about how many women Yeah, come well, out? the headline is that the um, Ipso is back. I mean, I don't know if it's a, again or if it's Finally, but going and doing an investigation into the column that was published. And it's one of those things that shows the the parallel worlds um, for people of color versus white people. And this is me speaking as a white person. The difference between how you see Beyonce get treated or how you see Megan get treated... Versus you see a whole bunch of people who are maybe not even famous, not even uh, uh, having a platform, nothing at all, going and, and stand up and say, no, this is not okay. This makes us feel unsafe. And they go and make those complaints and then something actually finally gets done. Well, not getting them yet, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, sort of... I don't know. I don't know. You know, the verdict is out on that. I will have to see it because it will mean that, you know what, we are we are doing something for uh, ho- a person of color. Let's so just all I, just be I very honest The verdict is out on that. What kind of investigation are they actually doing? That is just a very nice 
playful way to say they're making up their minds. This is one of the most famous men in Britain, one of the most famous men in the world, who says all of his stuff, not behind closed doors, but on a mic, in front of a camera. It does, yeah, it does not, yeah, it does not take... And a paper. That's what I'm saying. It takes literally... And writing. Five seconds in Google to figure out everything that this guy said. It does not need a big investigation. Well, the one 44 thing, million people are on this dude's Twitter handle. The one people thing I would I would say that I maybe it's me being optimistic anyway. Maybe it's overly optimistic. But what I would like to see happen is not an investigation to confirm whether or not he wrote it, because obviously he wrote it and obviously it's abhorrent. But the investigation into how it got through all of the editors and publishers at the Sun. That's no mystery either. And my thing is actually not even necessarily about that particular article. What I was referring to in terms of the investigation is the pattern of behavior this dude has. Because it's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's not even the third time. This dude is, has a long history of saying vile stuff. And so, again, I mean, you just kind of, I mean, the reason why he's not on the BBC right now and the reason why he's on Amazon is because he punched his producer in the mouth because he got a cold steak. I mean, this is just who this guy is. So that's what I'm saying. It's just a, it's a question of, okay, well, what are you actually investigating? They're going to investigate, okay, well, what hit to the bottom line is going to happen if they actually take this guy off the air and whether or not it's actually going to be worthwhile for them. That's probably the investigation. It's probably a balance sheet more than anything else. Well, I guess we'll wait and see. And as we're moving to our last topic, someone that I never wanted to mention her name on this show, but it's a must. I know the squads always call her out on what is very obvious to many people. It's her biases her lies, the squad had done a great job calling her out on that. But now I feel like she now hates a place that is probably lower than she probably ever had been before. Because up to this point, one can say that, you know, she was just repeating what the palace tell her, her sources, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I was not there. I don't know. I'm speculating. But it just never makes sense to me, the stuff that she say. She keeps saying over and over again even though if people come out and debunk them. And for her now to be making excuses for Williams, Harry's brother, defending what's very clear to us, abuse, there's no way other we could calling it. It was abuse. It was not child play. It wasn't two kids playing. In my opinion, from what I see, it was abuse. From what 
Harry said, how Harry said it, it was abuse. And I know in society, we always hear how many or how, you know, how often women get abused and we never think of the men. And how much abusive situation many of them find themselves. And so when you hear something like that, oh, it was love. 36-year-old man, I think, I think by now he knows what love is. Bidding his brother and put his brother, you know, down the floor or something, whatever that he did to his brother. I don't know. I was not in the room. I'm just based on what Harry said. That's clear to us it was abuse. I don't see the love in that. So, guys, what are your point of view? Because you are a man. And we know many men have got abused, whether it is by their spouse, whether it is by, you know, parents, family, you know, sort of. I mean, men do get abused, too. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Sexual abuse. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think men get abused a lot because people know they can get away with it. So, you know, and people just, you know, claim that it's not masculine in order to to. To, to tell anything, to tell anybody about it or to do anything about it unless obviously, you know, there's some sort of, you know, escalation and confrontation. So, you know, I think people can certainly feel they can get away with hitting a guy because at the very least they're not going to get reported. They'll probably just get into a fight and someone else and then they'll just escalate and get into a, a, a bigger kind of confrontation. So I think it happens quite often. I mean, I have an older brother and the last time, you know, he laid hands on me, I probably must have been 12, 10, something like that. I mean, it was a long, and that was the last time that we ever got any kind of altercation, a physical altercation. And that's just because we were kids. So to do that at 36, I think that's, um, I think that's called assault at that point. So certainly there's nothing that, um, that you can just kind of pass that off as, oh, you know, boys will be boys. Like, I think that's a little bit more than that. Uh, and certainly, uh, it goes well past, you know, what you should be expecting out of your kin. So uh, it's an unfortunate thing. It's not surprising whatsoever. Um, and certainly I'm glad that Harry had a chance to actually speak out about it because obviously in his position, it must have been an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, but again, I mean, am I surprised? I'm not surprised at all. The other thing I would say is that it's, it's again, such a, a missed opportunity for the press to do the job that it actually should be doing. Because it should not be normalizing or attempting to normalize issues in society that we should be working on and improving. Just the same way as with their efforts to re-stigmatize mental health, the fact that she's defending that abuse and not calling it what it is and calling it out, is it's going to do exactly what Charles was just talking about. It's going to go ahead and, and continue that to continue to perpetuate that problem of our understanding in society uh, for for men uh, and how they can or cannot feel comfortable addressing the fact that they are being abused. 
And so it's, it's not just, it's one of those things where it's, again, it's bigger than just the instance of Harry, even though that itself is also important, but it's the, 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 the bigger societal impact that the way that they report on it, uh, can have. Yeah, guys. So as we ending the show, I have one more question to ask you guys as because this one it's Harvard honor Harry's brother wife a degree and I know you say Lady Sussex, what the heck are you talking about? You have gone mad now. No, seriously, think about it. Why did she go to Harvard? To do what? To meet what? To speak on what? So, there is another question that I think the street's talking about. Maybe it's worth of us, all of us, to think about. Is it the history of this woman has been written right in front of us? What they want her to be? A Harvard graduate? Not now. They're not going to say that now. They know better than that. 20 years from now, we'll hear that, you know, she was honored with this incredible sort of Harvard uh, um, Lord, not law, but degree, business degree, whatever, because she's supposed to be champion mental health, right? Early not, childhood not, what is development. That she's champion mental health and what else? There's something else. Early childhood. You see how much I know, right? So she went in Harvard to have this conversation with these smart people. Okay? And so the question the street is asking or they try to change her image and make her look smart because now they know there's another smart woman in the womb, which is Meghan Markle. Princess Meghan Markle. So I know we often like, looking at her and was like, oh my God, she's a copy, the copy, the copy. And we kept asking, why are they doing this to her? That does not make her look good. That doesn't, what the street is saying, they don't think this is something that's for now. They try to create her whole image or at least that speculation that they try to create an image for her where that story would be told in a very completely different way. She'll be known as the style icon. Of course, they'll be able to show They'll be that. able to show that. Rewarding. They'll be they'll be able to show that just because they that she was to get her rewarding. Megan. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, it, you you don't have to go far to just looking at the contrast. I think Byron did an incredible job um, you know, about, you know, sort of showing all these different thing that they used to say about her not too long ago 
And then now that, you know, she's showing Megan, I think, I mean, I'm, you know, what it means to be stylish, really? I think there is something else, that the street have something there. Are they trying to prepare her and change her? Not for now, because we know history. You know, if anybody knows anything about history, how history changed to what you said very recently. What was the word you use? Is the winners that write the, the you know, how do you phrase it in a much better articulation? Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the winners are the one that, that writes history is, is the maxim that. Yeah, but you did use like a fancy word. But anyway, I feel like the street may be up to something. Because they have no shame on that front. They have, because if they don't see Megan, the plan is to never see her. It's as though she's never been a part of this royal family. So we must, we can't let anybody to come up and say, well, anything good about Megan without having the one that's going to be the queen. I, like, do, you, do you guys see where I'm getting at, where the street is getting at? Can you guys articulate what I'm trying to say maybe in a much better way that I can articulate it to I the audience so. for them to I mean, understand what it's I'm It's fairly obvious that Kate hasn't done much with her platform by anything like she's fairly laid back about the whole thing. And I think this is an obvious um, effort by the palace to actually um, give her some sort of credentials of doing anything, because I think she's being pushed into it, given the fact the role and the, the heightened awareness that Megan and Harry are playing and the fact they're literally getting outplayed at every turn. So they're, they're kind of forced in order to kind of invent stories, which is why I think they're kind of, they push this stuff on him. I mean, for Will and Kate to go on a three day trip to America anyway, is kind of random. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the three days like to in so-called what you call it that, you know, they have, uh, an award where they spend a what? 170, I don't know, 170,000, 170 million. I'm not sure on the numbers. Yeah. We'll check on that. But the so-called, you know, winners, none of them was invited. I mean, not they were invited. I, I can't speak. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, none the of them were present. Of said award. We're never, we're, weren't actually present. And it's probably because it was just thrown together. At the end of the no, day. No, but it's always not that what they said. They claimed that, you know, it was because of they were trying to, you know, care about the planet and cutting on carbon neutral. But yet they flew this man, what's his name? Beckham. Beckham. From all the way to what was the game was being playing so you can tell um, how much we were caught up the world the cutter. yeah cutter mm -hmm. yes yes and cutter make that make sense to me none of the recipient was present and the next thing is she was in harvard and now there's a whole sort of you know what 
five questions, she finally, for the past 10 years, eight years, whatever, how long that, you know, she had these five questions that everyone been waiting for an answer. They finally unrolled something that she went to Harvard. You just have to see. The All I got to say about people. it is I don't know who they are. But it seems like Harvard's PR agency is asleep at the... Well, I mean, we just had the admission scandal, right? <laughs> so the, the, the pay to play. And at the, at the end of the day, I mean, let's also just well, keep it real as well. Like you can go and actually get an honorary doctorate from any of these places if you actually donate enough money. Well, like that's well just what we is. don't know. Like, like, so, like, no, I'm, no, you do know. Like this actually is the case. Like on most universities, if you actually donate enough money, they will actually give you an honorary degree. I'm not necessarily saying that it's Harvard. I'm saying it's general practice amongst universities that in order to award you know, I will say their benefactors. That that's basically. I will what they say do. allegedly. I will say allegedly. You know whether or not we know that. I will still say allegedly. But I will also said that obviously we don't know that is the case, and that was the reason why she went to Harvard for. But I think the street is asking a question, which I think that's very fair because. It just does not make any sense at all that for someone that was very shy, who barely can speak based on what we see, will be able to stand up in a room with all these sort of scholar folks, people that, you know, sort of, you know, smart beyond. I don't get it. I mean, the women have not yet been able to have a presentation that we can actually understand what the heck she's saying. I mean, this is coming from someone that was barely speak English. My grammar is all over the place and, 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 and you know, my English is broken. Is that how you call it? Broken English? I just say uh, slightly different. Well, whatever you call it, you know, so, I mean, you have to ask the question. It's worth asking. And this is what we want to do with the show. It's ask this question that the streets want to know. So we'll continue praying, guys, because we need to pray for these people. We need to pray for us. Most of us, we need to pray for the squads that is doing an incredible job out there and we also have to pray for Megan and Harry and their family because if any of these things is true they're gonna need us they're gonna need us a prayer we have to be able to find a way to protect them because we know how that always often ends and it makes you wonder if a part of Harry spilled his guts if it's for history just in case Something that I don't want to think about. Well, I think 
to end with the, the prayers and then on that note what harry specifically has done is what we're going to pray for everyone else for the rest of the royal family and and for the british press as well and that is something that you'll actually find you can go pick up your bible and you can see it in in john there's two verses there's chapter 8 verse 32 he says then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and then he says john says again in in chapter 3 verse 18 dear children let us not love with our words or speech but with actions and in truth and so that's what it's all about it's all about the truth and i will add on to this Fate make all things possible. Hope make all things easy. Love make all things work. So, have a good day, guys. And thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We thank you, guys. And I hope we make you guys proud. Love you all. God bless you all. See you next Sunday.